and welcome to Backing Paper for another week of emaily goodness, uh, episode 51. It's a brave new world which looks <laughs> remarkably like the old tatty world, uh, except there's one piece of shining goodness here to make it all wonderful, and that is, of course, the brilliant Rachel. Rachel, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. Thank you very much um, uh, for calling me shiny goodness. No, maybe I just made that up. <laughs> no, very much shiny goodness. Yeah. Very much. Well, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, it's lovely to be here. I was very sad that I missed um, uh, your conversation with our fantastic guest who we had last week, uh, Mike, because um, that sounded fabulous. And uh, it was a really good, good length show. It was a, it wasn't a short show. It was a, a good meaty length show. <laughs> it was a good length show. Uh, no, it, it was great. Having Mike on was lovely. It, it was one of those ones that we went into knowing full well that we were not going to be able to talk about all the stuff that there was to talk mm. about. And uh, even with it being a long show, I still, I still got an email from Mike the next day. Going, I should have said more about that. Oh. Like, but, but there will be other times, Mike, we will, we will return yeah. to this. Um, but. Yeah. It was so lovely. Like the book they sent over to each of us and, and, mm. and what have you. And yeah, it was just also really nice to see names that we knew on the back and, you know, and obviously their work in there as well, which is fab. So um, a lot of fantastic information from, from him yeah yeah it was great really really good really nice chat to him and as i said i'm sure i'm sure we will speak to him again in the future um have you had a good week Rachel? have you been able to do anything interesting or has it been a busy work week haven't yeah it's it's been a busy work week and i haven't really had chance to do anything really photographically unfortunately um there was a mersey meetup but unfortunately i wasn't particularly well so i couldn't make it along this time but never mind it sounds like they had a great uh, a great time and uh, set some kind of record by being in the pub in 50 minutes or something after starting oh boy, <laughs> the photo that's walk. pretty good. Uh, um, and lots of coffee. I got a, um, uh, a message from Fraser Yule afterwards saying, um, yeah, there was coffee, coffee and more coffee, and I'm still shaking. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> uh, hours later, so it sounds like they had a lot of fun. Um, and I think it was quite a lovely day, actually. So I'm sure they did get some fantastic shots. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to... Um, to go along to that but i did get uh processed the roll of film from the um cannonette that you gave me oh awesome um, that i well, shot i hope when... awesome how did that yeah come i don't out? know i don't know um I've, I've had it processed and it's sitting here in a pot next to me but i haven't actually um because they didn't cut the necks for me i just got these ones done at the lab down mm -hmm. the road you know with it being the first time i've shot with that i thought well it wasn't anything particularly precious on there i thought I'll just um, get some shots when we were in the in the lakes, and um, uh, I can see the, there's images though, so that's good. Good start. There's <laughs> images, a good start. and I will cut them up into into strips, and I'll get them scanned at some point soon. But uh, yeah, so looking forward to doing that. That's about as far as I've got. How about you? Uh, actually, was that was that the first roll? Was that the second roll you shot through that? Because you did put a roll first. through last year, didn't you? When I when I gave oh. it to you, or was that still no, the I, same roll? No, it wasn't the same roll. I I loaded one up when we went away because I was very specific and said I'm only going to take one camera and that was the one that I took yeah. so I loaded that up then I don't know if I did shoot with it yeah you definitely so, did you definitely I know did. it's in the photo the beautiful photo that you took of Aid and myself I love that so much thank you so much it honestly like made my day um, <laughs> seeing that pop up on uh, on Twitter and Instagram for for my birthday it was so nice well, it was a lovely surprise for both of us, right? Yeah. I am um, uh, my uh, uh, local photographer and friend Rory Dunn, um, who I've mentioned on here a few times. Um, he popped round to develop a roll of film. He's been out doing mm -hmm. some it's some really cool shots, actually. I think he's just shared them on his um, Instagram page. Anyway, he he'd done a model shoot recently and he shot black and white, and he still hasn't got uh, the stuff to develop yet. So he popped round. So I mixed up all the chemicals, and we did that. I thought, well, whilst I've got the chemicals mixed up. I still have this random roll of 120 film uh, and I could not for the life of me remember what it was or when it was from. Like, <laughs> God, I've got no idea. Um, so anyway, got that developed and was very pleased to find that it was from when we met up just under a year ago. It like was our Christmas do last yeah. year, wasn't it? Yay. Yeah. Uh, it was really <laughs> nice to find that picture of you and Aid looking so fabulous. Uh, yeah, and it find it happy. the day before your birthday as well. I know. Perfect time. Perfect. It really was. It really was. And I'm holding the canonette in that shot. And I think maybe my Olympus trip as well, um, mm -hmm. which I noticed. So, yeah. So you're probably right. Maybe I did load it up. I mean, that does sound 
right? It, it would seem wrong to have been given a camera and not put a roll of film in it when we met up. So, yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll find mine lurking somewhere and process it ready for next Christmas. Almost <laughs> How many rolls of undeveloped film do you currently have? I have about 32. Oh, my God! <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, you weren't expecting that, were you? No! 32 <laughs> rolls of undeveloped film. Yeah. That's medium format and 35 mil. And yeah. is it all black and white? No. Oh, man. That's... Most of it's black and white. Most of it's black and white. Oh, no. Maybe it's all black and white. Because you yeah. your, your colour stuff, you just go straight down to the shop with it, don't yeah, you? Yeah, it must all be black and white, yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm, like I say, I'm approximating 32. Like, it's somewhere between 25 and 35. That's too many. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. You Tell me about to... it. You need to, somebody needs to give me some extra hours to do, to do something with that um, stash of undeveloped film. The greatest works of art could be just sat in there. <laughs> yeah. Aging. Yeah. Digitally aging? Well, not digitally aging. No. <laughs> the opposite. Analogly aging or fading, one of the two. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. It's it's the kind of thing that obviously, obviously anything that's, you know, an actual project or a client thing or anything particularly precious, of course, I develop and get that done. Um, but, yeah, these, these are all the random abandoned roles of kind of um, like test rolls or, oh, I'm just going to try out a new camera or I'll chuck, I'll chuck this in and, you know, go and shoot that. And then, and then yeah, they, they end up in the box, like ready to process. And then obviously a job comes in and it's like, well, actually, obviously priority has to be to process that <laughs> instead. So uh, uh, so that gets done and, and the other roles get yeah, sadly abandoned. Um, and are they in any way, shape or form labelled? Yes, they're all labelled. Really? No. No. Um, (laughs) Okay, how much of a percentage? I don't actually have them in front of me now, but I reckon I'm I'm pretty good at labelling them. So there's probably 75 to 80% of them are labelled. Okay, well, that's certainly better than it would be if it was me, which would be 0%. (laughs) Literally (laughs) none of those Just a Sharpie. You know, you can just write on it with a Sharpie. Who has the time, Rachel? (laughs) At least I get my film developed occasionally. I'm feeling really smug now. Yeah, well, that's the thing. At least, you know, it doesn't really matter if you've not labelled yours because you've processed it. (laughs) Yeah. So you can see what's on it. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, boy. If if only you lived closer, I'd just take it all off you and do it myself. I don't think I could bear that when you feel us being sat there. Well, I'll bring it with me, if you like, to our uh, Sunny 16. Yeah, we could just spend the day just chewing through it, couldn't we? (laughs) Oh, it would take um, quite a while. Quite a while. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, should we dive into the emails? Because in the first email, you know, it's it's another process one. So, yeah, it's kind of a... (laughs) It follows on to what you'll have to deal with once you've got your uh, 36 rolls of film developed. Well, that's, do you know, that's the thing, because I, I went and um, uh, worked at the uh, the Good Life Experience Festival earlier in the summer, um, sort of September time. And um, uh, I suppose it might say that's autumn. I'm not sure where the cutoff point is. But anyway, um, and I ended up having to process like 16, 18 rolls of film for that in, in you know, in like three days in mm-hmm. the end. It was a lot. It's a lot to get through to try and get all of that done, like processed and then dried and scanned and edited and uploaded. It's a lot to get through. It is uh, a lot. And so trying to do that, and because they're all medium format as well, so I ended up um, like double roll, double loading them, um, like attaching the one roll to the end of the next roll per on on a, oh, really? on a reel yeah and then oh adding God. like a, another one on top so i could try and do four at a time but it was it still took forever um to, to get through all of those um and and i think after that i was like okay i need to not do that for quite a while now yeah <laughs> um so yeah so all of these other roles that had been building up and obviously since i've i've shot since as well sort of consequently ended up being a, a bigger batch than than usual <laughs> but yeah Sorry, there's my excuses anyway. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, before before we get into emails because I've just got I've just got to follow this one step further. Um, would you like? Would you be interested in getting something like the lab box? Something that you because I know oh, you've yeah. used the um, right. Uh, yeah, I really wanted to order like because you could back those on Kickstarter, couldn't you? Well, yeah. When it was first announced, and oh, oh, it'd have been so good. But yeah, they're, they're 
I think they're about to hit the general market now. I think they are. It's money, isn't it? That's true. That's true. As much as I would love to love to have been able to uh, back those, unfortunately, wasn't quite in the position to do that at the time. Have you got one turning up? No, no, I haven't. And and the thing is, for me. I have enough, or I can make enough time to keep up with the small amount of shooting that I'm doing. But I could just obviously, especially with using it in conjunction with the um, one of the um, uh, all-in-one developers. I can't remember what the correct yeah, name. The Monobath. The Monobath. Yeah. Thank you. Like Cinestill, um, um, is it DF ninety? Yeah. 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 You know that you could kind yes. of just sit of an really evening cool. and super just like magic. It was just like pop one in. <laughs> Yeah, I, <laughs> I could just out. sort of see that you could sort of yeah. do that of an evening whilst doing other yes. stuff. Like, oh, yeah, just wang one in, go, wang one in, go, and get through them quite quickly. But, well, yeah. there you go, listeners. If you've got, you know, 150 quid <laughs> floating around and you want to buy Rachel a lovely late birthday <laughs> slash early Christmas present, yeah, yeah. you know what you know what the lady wants now. Um, <laughs> Very funny. Um, yeah, they, um, yeah, were you saying that they're on general... Uh, sale now that's yeah. really exciting yeah they awesome. are i can see that um in this country speed graphic have got them for sale um i think f- mm, i'm not sure who in the states has got them but um uh, yeah there's a, there's a few countries a few few places in the uk that have got them and i know that they are definitely for sale in the states as well so um yeah if you're well, interested an in that exciting development for the community as a whole isn't it in the industry that's great. yeah absolutely it took a while to get there but it's here and it's a good product at the end and that is all that matters we're gonna i think we're gonna have a catch-up soon ish uh, as a sort of a roundup of kind of kickstartery stuff because we tend to try and do that once a year and we haven't done it yet mm, so maybe maybe good. do that i'm hoping to get ethan back for that so if he ever replies to his email um <laughs> <laughs> nudge, nudge. you've been busy uh, making things for the assignment challenge i don't want to hear about his failed attempts at making things for the assignment um <laughs> anyway emails i'm gonna take this first one rach okay. um okay. and this is from jonathan becker who writes in, Dear Sunbeams, I just listened to episode 50 of Backing Paper. Congratulations Ooh. for making it that far. I know, we're as surprised as we were. <laughs> I was just about to say that. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, it's always so nice listening to you guys. Thank you. Um, I wanted to chime in on the conversation about digitizing negatives. This is a topic where I tried a lot in the past. A scanner seems to be the obvious choice. In the lower price range, that's usually an Epson V500, 550 or 600. They offer scanning of 35 and 120. Uh, I heard you have to call it 120mm now. <laughs> no, it's 120 <laughs> film. 120 <laughs> film. Um, some people get great results, some are not that happy. One reason is that these cheaper scanners have a fixed focus, and this focus is not always perfectly located on the film plane. Mm. You'll be able to find a decent macro lens in a similar price range. This alternative to scanning is quite popular at the moment, and there are good reasons for that. If you already own a digital camera, it's not more expensive than the scanner option, and you get sharper results with more resolution not necessarily as in megapixels, but in real resolution. Resolution, run. For me, more important, it's just so much faster. Think about how long it takes to scan a frame. With a digital camera, it's so much faster. A full 36 exposure roll of 35mm can be done in a few minutes. In the past few years, the community came up with some great ideas to improve the workflow. My preferred method uses a cheap light table, uh, a robust stand for the camera so you don't have to deal with setting up a tripod every time uh, and uh, should the pixelator be available anytime soon it would be the perfect combination uh, i think it's not gonna be long now for the pixelator he says <laughs> crossing fingers light lab box it will be here soon and it will be great um, it is quite a big construction but very fast to set up and store away uh, if you want a direct comparison, I have attached a digitized negative done with the Epson V600 and then with a digital camera. These are, if you look in the show notes folder, Rach, you'll see the two identical pictures, which are those. Yeah. In this case, it's not that obvious because it's HP5 pushed to 800, but you can clearly see the difference. As Graham mentioned, you can go crazy with the macro lens, stitch images together and get so much detail. A 4x5 example would be, um, oh, there's a, a link on there, but anyway, um, also not a perfect example because Homer thought, listen, Jonathan, put some perfect examples in here for us, please. <laughs> We're on perfect examples. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, because Foma 400 is on the grainy side, but you get the idea. 
Medium format also yields great results. I also have to mention that it's important that you, it's important what you are digitizing. Sorry, black and white and slide film works great with the digital camera. With color negative film, you lose the IR-based cleaning function for your negatives, uh, or the digital ice, which is what the Epson scanners have, and you can run into issues getting the colors right. I heard good things about Negative Lab Pro, but I am not a Lightroom user and did not test it. My conclusion. If you start digitizing now and already have a digital camera, give it a try. It's not more expensive and there is a good chance you already own some of the parts needed. Most importantly, do what makes you happy and share, print and gift your pictures. It doesn't matter if you do the lo-fi approach or scan every piece of grain from three angles. That's what it's about, at least for me. Thanks and greetings from Germany. Thank you very much, Jonathan. That's a Thanks, very Jonathan. good thing. Yeah. So um, let's have a quick look at uh, these two images and see if we can see see the difference. Um, so we've got uh, one with a scanner. Where did you say they were? Sorry, Graham, in, I was having some trouble finding them. They're yeah. just in the show notes folder um, itself. Um, they're just two pictures of uh, an arched walkway. And I mean, I would certainly say ah, that... Um, Hexpin. Pardon, Rach? Is it called Hexpin? No, 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 it's it's just called ca camera JPEG and scanner JPEG. They're the two identical pictures. Ah, I can see. Yeah. Yes, and you can, and we, I can certainly see by zooming in on them um, that the picture taken with the camera, you can see the grain structure clearly when you zoom right in, uh, and it is more blurry without a shadow of a doubt. It is more blurry um, when you zoom in on the scanner image. Um, I am looking at these pretty massive. I mean, so zooming in, <laughs> these are far bigger than the size of my monitor. But yeah, the detail is definitely better. Um, so yeah, a, a very good mm. argument for using the scanner setup. I'm sorry, using, not for not using the cameras. The, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> for the other way around. the camera setup and not using, the, yeah, imagine <laughs> I said that the right way around the first time. Oh dear, it sounded real <sighs> smart. Um, yeah. It it's it works well and it looks good and um yeah as mentioned in part previous episodes there's a few reasons why I don't and, and it's mostly laziness uh, and also I don't <laughs> have a macro lens for my Fuji um uh, no yeah. maybe we'll get one one between us and it can uh, have custody in different areas of the country for a yeah, few months yeah, and we'll pass because, it over to each other <laughs> because what you need is another excuse to not do your processing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, do you want to take this quick one, Rach, from uh, Dave Walker? Yes, Dave's written in to say, Hi, Sonnies. Thanks for the shout-out the other day. Um, I just wanted to give a quick update on the X-ray scanners. I passed through Boston Logan last week, and I was preparing to ask for a hand-check of all my film on the way back, as Logan was on the list of airports using the new scanners. Well, I was pleasantly surprised to see that for international departures from Terminal E, at least, they're still using the old-style X-ray scanners. I expect they'll be phasing the new ones in gradually, but for now, I didn't have any trouble. Keep up the good work from Dave. That's good. Yeah, good to hear. So, uh, although we're all a bit worried about this, um, it's I guess it's by no yeah. means going to be everywhere so it's at the moment. keep an eye on. Yeah. yeah. I don't know whether I would... Well, no, I do know. I definitely wouldn't be able to tell the difference between an X-ray scanner and... Uh, was it a CT scanner, the new ones? Um, I think we just have to ask, don't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we, we, we need to make a list, build a list. Uh, I'm not, let's not even say about doing. <laughs> and check that. it twice. And check it twice. Yeah. Find oh out if God. you're naughty or nice. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can get Santa to build a list after Christmas. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, this next email is from Tony Skokovic, uh, writing with a suggestion for the Sunny 2019, which we asked for a few weeks Ooh, ago. Yes. Um, so if you've got Catch suggestions, suggestions please do yeah. Write. Yeah, exactly. We, we're looking for, because um, we're going to be kicking the sunnies off, uh, hopefully, at the beginning of December, um, in better time than we did last year. Um, and we want to get our category sorted out. So let's see what Tony's come up with. Uh, hello, sunnies. I have thoroughly enjoyed episode 176 on my flight home during the first snowstorm of the season. Fun. Oh, wow. Um, I saw some pictures, actually, uh, that um, Sherry Christensen from the... Um, Oh, God, what... Uh, embrace the Grain. Embrace, sorry, it's not Enjoy the Grain, Embrace the Grain podcast, <laughs> thank you. I'm um, sure it's both, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, Enjoy and Embrace the Grain. Um, yeah, they've, they've had mad snow up in the part of Canada where she is already. Ooh. It's bonkers. Um, clearly, the spirit of the season is upon us. Time to dust off that Cheap Shots camera and head out. 
While on this flight, listening to Graham and Aid talk about the upcoming Sunnies, a new category suggestion came to me. Photography zine of the year. Ooh. This year, I have truly enjoyed getting zines from various corners of the world. I found these short-form pieces way more inspiring than regular photo books. I feel that, to a large degree, 2019 was the year of the zine, a time during which a lot of film enthusiasts have committed to self-publishing as a way to share work. These short but impactful pieces seem to be made to delight, inspire and communicate ideas. Ideas. While some, maybe most, of this work would not pass the Art Speak criteria for art, capital A Art, whoever has the monopoly on this, they communicate. But then, after all, is that not the very definition of art? I feel that this activity and its output has matured enough to warrant an award. Annual sunny ceremonies seem like a fitting venue to recognise and draw attention to some truly amazing work out there, free from big publishing and distribution and art curation barriers. Once again, thank you for all the work and effort that you put into producing the podcast. All the best from Snowbound, Kanakistan. <laughs> thank you oh, very much, Tony. What do you think of that idea, Rach? Great idea. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. Because... There's so obviously there's there's ones that we come across and and occasionally people will send in um, lovely zines for us to I, look at and then I, we tend to sort of you know pass them round to each other, don't we as well? I, yeah, um, I have got coincidentally a copy of Tony's zine waiting here to give to you and Aid oh, Rachel when I see fabulous. you. Yeah, well, that's lovely. It's always a treat to get these kinds of things and sort of see this little portal into somebody's world or particular project or whatever is um particularly important to them at that point and uh they're also a a great record of that you can keep and put on the shelf and add to and it's just lovely to have that isn't it and um obviously we've talked a lot about zines and trying to put one together and and none of that's kind of come to fruition (laughs) yes yes Yet, but exactly yet, and and you know it's uh, it's been really lovely to see um, and appreciate and enjoy the ones who have had chance to do that and have have um, been able to put those together and share those with the world. So I think this is a great idea because it'll also hopefully um, make a lot more people aware of the zines that are out there as well. Yeah, I I think it's a great idea. The only slight concern I have with it is. The how we do it because I think the only way that we could possibly have that category is to be essentially be name have it, it yourself. Yeah. Yes, name it yourself, and so that is going to mean that people who have managed to get their zines out to more people <coughs> are going. You know, it. Uh, but I think still, I I think the idea is really good, and even though there might not be an ideal way of judging equally all <laughs> all zines, I I think that's impossible, and I think it would be a shame to not do anything just before because doing the perfect thing is impossible so yeah. um i i really like that idea i think that's sort of um as i said we would if anybody else has got more ideas for categories we could possibly have mm. this year or if you've got feelings on the idea of a zine category uh, and maybe other suggestions for how we could handle it um beyond just saying you know what zine have you enjoyed this year um then do write in and let us know uh, preferably within the next couple of weeks um yeah. actually no definitely within the next couple of weeks <laughs> we want to launch them early but i think i think that's a really strong shout i, I really like that idea so um, because recognising people's work is a thing that we've always wanted to do with the Sunnies, but it's mm-hmm. very difficult to do because um, it, it's just too big. Yeah, you, you can't go, oh, best Instagram photographer of the year or best because we, how, how, mm, <laughs> how would sure. we possibly? Yeah. Um, mm. But I think... Uh, I think Zine of the Year and doing it by nomination. I think I think that's a yeah. really good shout. And at the might very not be least, an exact science, but you know, it's it, it it might be one for us to try this year and see how we go. Yeah, absolutely. And and if nothing else, it will help, as you said, Rach, draw people's attention to some of the great work that people are producing this year. Um, because I know I've seen lots of really great zines, and um, there are loads more out there, far far more that I haven't seen. Um, so yeah, that'd be fantastic. Actually, you know what? Um, the guest that hopefully we're going to have on this week will be able to talk to some zine stuff, so that'll be good. So we can, you know, get his Ooh. get his clever thoughts on this as well. Um, That's very exciting. Yeah. Do you want to take this next one, Rach, from Ian Turpin? Sure. Ian says, "Hi, folks. 
just thought I'd update you on my scanning woes. Oh, more scanning. Yay. Yeah. Um, unless it's way too dull to have on three shows on the trot. <laughs> Feel free to ignore this or just add it to the show notes if it's too long to read out. <laughs> As Graham correctly snooped, don't know how he does this, um, I've bought a plus tech, eight, um, 8,100. Eight, um, uh, how did you snoop that? Uh, listen, uh, my elves, they do more than just gather facts. <laughs> Are you actually Santa? <laughs> I can neither can confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, he says, I bought it with the try it and send it back idea in mind. I went for the 8,100 because I only shoot and scan black and white. I believe the 8,200 is identical, but it has some bits and bobs that help with colour negatives. I get my colour film developed at FilmDev and they include a scan in their dev price. They also do larger scans and their quality is exceptional, as you'd expect with the industrial scanners and their experience. I shoot a lot of black and white though, so this would be financially financially ruinous to do for everything. The Plus Tech is significantly better than the V550 in my opinion. As you both mentioned, it's about expectation. Instagram and Flickr can easily live with small resolution files, and I think the flatbed is great for that. I'd even say it's okay for 8x10. However, for A3 or 13x9 in particular, the V550 gives me bad results. Soft and or that horrible oversharpened look you get when you take something really small and try and make it much bigger. So I'm keeping the 8100. Um, I didn't want to have it because I don't have the space. I don't want the faff and I didn't want the expense as well as another device to find a home for in the back of my PC. However, it's paid for now and I found a spot for it. It's quite small and I've gone through the frankly extremely annoying and counterintuitive process to get it working on my PC. Top tip to anyone doing this um, who already has Silverfast connected to another scanner, just download another copy of the software to a different location. I couldn't find a way to add a key to another device within the same program and the Silverfast help desk is an oxymoron. (laughs) Um, I still use the V550 to create my 35mm contact sheets. It does 12 at a time, so it's relatively painless and I can scan at a low resolution for printing at a small size, which makes it very quick. From there, I can mark up the contact sheet and then scan the single frames on the 8100 that I want to print out big. It actually adds a step to the workflow, which I quite like. I can sit with the contact sheet for a few days before deciding what to print bigger and it saves my hard drive by only scanning large, the decent images. Do I win your competition for dullest email of the week? (laughs) I guess we'll have to wait till the end of the show, actually, to find out. Um, keep up the great work. Is it bad to say I enjoy backing paper more than the regular show? <gasps> Only a little bit more. Smiley face. P.S. Apologies for spelling your name wrong, Graham. P.P.S. Happy birthday, Rachel. Ah, oh, thank you. You're very well. Uh, yeah, that's great. Thank you so much, Ian. Yeah, and interesting to hear about the Plus Tech. Um, mm. You know, I was just looking at them. It's kind of tempting, Um do you mind if I ask sort of what sort of price ballpark price range are we looking at for those? Uh, there, oh, there was one I've just the particular one that Ian's got is over three hundred pounds. Um, so they're okay. not they're so, not but, cheap. But, but yeah, yeah, but they're also you know within that if you're buying the like Epson scanner brand new, you know, at time of it coming out. Yes. You know, it's it's in a similar ballpark, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. As always, the big problem is that it's thirty five mil only, um, but. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if 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 you're only shooting thirty-five, I suppose that's the thing. If you're only shooting thirty-five millimeter, um, mm, then that's probably a better bet than buying a cheap flatbed scanner. Um, but <laughs> the problem is, yeah. even if you're just starting out and you're only shooting thirty-five millimeter, I don't know many photographers who are able to ever go. Well, maybe I'll just pick up another camera. It's very difficult. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, thank you very much for the email, and we'll keep you posted on the level. <laughs> that, that comes in at so do, do you want to take the next one Graham? i will do uh this ooh, is ooh, a... ooh, for our listeners it's g-r-a-m i oh god <laughs> i thought i was going to be really smart then g-r-a-e-m-e there you go yeah. Gream. Um, gream gream yeah uh was it my old science teacher Graham yago um he was a strange Blimey. chap yeah i don't think he was a fan of me um <laughs> Uh, okay, this next, it was a day into night challenge one, which is fantastic. We're still getting these in. And this Yay. is from Tony Steers, who writes in to say, Hello, Sunspots. A little late to the party, but as per my promise in previous correspondence, here's my effort for the day into night assignment. Woo. 
Taking inspiration from some of your guest discussions, my immediate thoughts centered around constructing something specifically to show the transition on a single piece of film. Being a bear of very little brain, anything <laughs> involving electronics, microchips or optics is well outside of my capability, so that leaves cardboard boxes and pinholes. And honeypots as well, I would imagine. Welcome to the club. <laughs> Up to now, I've previously constructed the grand total of one pinhole camera. So with this Congrats. project, I'm doubling my level of expertise. This is good level up. After a couple <laughs> of hours of head scratching, I'd sketched out an idea of a triple pin for a triple pinhole camera, which would hopefully record three overlapping exposures on 120 film. <laughs> Attached are a few pics of the construct. These are also in the show notes folder, right? Oh, okay. Uh, a few pics of the construction and the completed thing christened the hex pin for obvious reasons. Uh, the the obvious reason is it's a kind of hexagonal in uh, shape or half a hexagon, huh. right? You're looking yeah. at the picture, which half I a hexagon? I am looking at the yes. pictures. This looks great. Yes. Hexagonal six. Yes. Yes. The three pinholes are each 0.4 millimetre, which according to Mr. Pinhole, and we all know Mr. Pinhole, uh, gives an aperture of f212 at the focal length of around 75 millimeter image circle would be around 140 millimeter there should have been a warning massive ahead um, giving a significant <laughs> overlap so i devised a kind of dark slide affair to shield the rest of the film at the gate from overexposing while each third is exposed sequentially this is very well thought out Loading is a bit of a faff due to the shape the film has to follow, especially with my big old pork sausage fingers. <laughs> um, obvious pitfalls. There seems to be a significant back travel of the film once wound on, as there's no tension being held on the take-up uh, spool. Mm. The shape the film has to travel around without any form of pleasure, pla pleasure? pressure plate <laughs> introduces the risk of buckling the film. The dark slide arrangement is an obvious potential light leak. See, this is the thing. Um, the, a camera idea, uh, the, when you put them together, you start finding all these things, which is why actually making good functioning cameras quite hard. But um, it sounds like the, the problems he's got all sound like ones he's going to solve I feel that, you know, in the iteration too. Anyway, continuing. In practice... The film had minor damage to one end edge at the start of the roll, but travel eased after a few windings. The back travel did worry me, though. <laughs> one of the elastic bands snapped. No! But I don't think it had any significant detrimental effect. <laughs> <laughs> a serious light leak through one of the dark slide slots ruined two out of my three sets. Only the set shot indoors proved to be usable. But that's fixable, and I'm pretty happy that two slots appear pretty light tight. For some reason, the end of the film wouldn't release from the spool, so I had to remove the film in the dark bag. So, attached is my offering, shot in the warehouse where I work, sheet steel and light leak on the left, <laughs> forklift truck in the middle, I should have parked it closer, and coiled <laughs> steel on the right. Overall, I'm quite happy with this image, and I think I'll try to fix the minor faults and have another go. Not necessarily day to night, but I have an idea that something tidal might look interesting. Ooh. As always, thanks for the interesting content and continued inspiration. All the best, Tony. Uh, Tony, that's fantastic. Um, oh, cool. What, what a great... Uh, what a great sort of seeing it right through to the end. And uh, I, I mean, uh, for one thing... I love the look of this camera. I will try and remember, and I've got to catch up with last week actually, to share the pictures of Tony's camera with the cheap shot stuff on the website. So I will do my best to catch up this week. Nag me if I haven't. But the camera just looks cool. So it's like a, a imagine a, a rectangular box, then with half a hexagon on the front of it. Um, so it looks super cool, right? From the, and it's all, all black also, so therefore cool. Um, and you've got a, a slide shutter at the front and then three separate slides at the back to do the blocking off um yeah really cool design it looks very well built if this is only the mm. second pinhole camera oh so the whole thing is a hexagon on the inside as well this is very cool yeah really really good um it kind of makes me annoyed because it's one of those things where tony's had an idea 
then done the idea well and then got a result out of it. And I'm usually only <laughs> and good so for... And so we hate him. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm only good for one third of that... Um, but, uh, but, that equation. Yeah, exactly. I can have an idea. Oh, boy, you want ideas? Come to me. I can give you dumb ideas all the live long day. Um, but, yeah, I think that's that's really successful. And I think the design idea... Um, being less complex than some of the other ones, but very effective in in the way it's worked. Um, you know, it's, it's worth yeah. people taking a look at. I think you know, if you want to try and do it's something, good. maybe this is a good model to go with. And Tony, the pictures that Tony supplied uh, give a really good indication of how he did it as well. Um, also, yeah, how you made we the can see pallets. Yeah. We can see pallets. We can see a forklift truck. You know, you, you can see that there's an image there with overlaid sort of images, and look, looks cool. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, very well done. Very well done. Your good old pork sausage fingers did a mighty fine job with that. So um, that's fantastic. Um, okay, do you want to take this last email from the delight that is Matt Murray? Uh, Matt okay, Murray. yes. <laughs> Matt Murray, he says, Good day, Sunbeams. I hear it's getting cold over there in the mother country, so I thought I'd send you some hot Aussie loving to warm your cockles. <laughs> Okay. Um, I've heard that Graham's sack is once again running low, so here is an epic email to fill her up. It seems just like yesterday that I was enjoying the British summer, sunny days filled with cricket and cream teas, along with the occasional stabbing and Brexit rally. Okay. Um, Summer has arrived here, but don't be too jelly. Bushfires have filled the air with smoke, which is not great for us asthmatics. I had seen that, actually. Yes, it's been um, pretty, pretty awful. Um, the big news is that later this month, I am celebrating one year of podcasting. Matt Love's Cameras is undoubtedly the best film photography podcast recorded in Brisbane by a bloke and a Dalmatian. Ooh, Yay. that's a Marshall bold Dalmatian. claim. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I need to look into that to, to, to sort of verify whether or not that, that claim is true. <laughs> there might be some other film photography podcast reported, recorded in Brisbane by a bloke and a Dalmatian that's, you know. It's possible. I it, Matt. I think you're safe. I think you're safe. Anyway, congratulations, yes. He's, he goes on to say, to celebrate, I'm giving away 12 rolls of film to one lucky person in early December. If there are any Sunny 16 listeners who are yet to dip their wick in the murky well of podcasts, that is, Matt Love's cameras, uh, there is no better time. I will ship this film to your door anywhere in the world. 12 rolls of 35mm film include three expired stocks. So you've got original Acros, Agfa uh, Preciser, is that right? Uh, 100 slide film yeah and fujifilm superior 800 as well as lots of ilford kodak and fujifilm love entering is easy head over to at matt loves cameras instagram for details there will be a bonus way of entering the giveaway in the next upcoming episode when matt met graham <laughs> did you know about this graham uh, well i know that i met him yeah <laughs> okay in this episode oh this is when he came over here isn't it mm-hmm. and you guys went out on the walk it says in this episode graham and i hit the roads of oxfordshire with some cheap point and shoots and some expired jessup's film can you guess who took the better pictures i think it was probably marshall wasn't it <laughs> sadly <laughs> marshall did not make the trip from australia no. which is a real bummer and if i'd known that i'd have been less enthusiastic to meet up with matt but, um... <laughs> um i will also dish the dirt on what gray is really like one thing i can tell you in advance is that as lovely as he is in real life He's most certainly batting above his average when it comes to his lady companion (laughs) over and out from sunny Brisbane. Ah, well, thank you very much for the email, Matt. And I'm sure that Graham is very happy about how you've described him there. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, um, it feels like a long time now. I think it was... August, early August, oh, I can't wow. remember, but it was a long time ago when I caught up with Matt, but it was a, a very nice way to spend the day, um, or spend the afternoon, certainly, the evening, <laughs> we got into trouble, um, because I was late getting back for dinner, um, but uh, yeah, so it'd be, it'd be quite fun for me to hear how all that came <laughs> the random recordings we made while we were out and about, um, it's quite funny actually, because Matt, he bought a load of cheap point and shoot cameras, from a car boot sale whilst he was over here and he turned up and went let's go and do this you know cheap point and shoot thing we'll just take one of these out and i picked the most rubbishy plastic looking one i could find this olympus and let me see if i can find it because that's what did you buy another fugly uh no no it's um oh where oh hang on Ah. everything's is that your boxes of cameras 
you've just fallen over. No, no, it's on. It's on. Oh, sorry, listeners. Um, so it is. Uh, yeah, it is. I just, I just picked it because it looked so plasticky enough. It's an Olympus AF10 XB, and I was like, oh, this feels like a real tip. Um, oh, does it have a little slidey front window, fr- front thing? Oh, yeah. So you, that's how you know it's good. Yeah, <laughs> I think I might have one. Something similar anyway. Yeah, an AF10 XB. So I, like I said, I went, oh, this one looks the most naff. So we went out and I was like, oh, I don't know if this is focusing. I don't know if Because, you know, with these things, you've got no idea how they're behaving. Um, and Matt was using a Panasonic camera. And, you know, I, I won't spoil how it all went and everything. But um, I got a message from uh, in, in the group that we're both in. Um <laughs> at the end of the evening, Matt very kindly said, "Oh, you know, would you like to keep this? I mean, it cost him a quid. No, let's not let's not overblow Matt's generosity. Here. This camera cost him a quid. Um, to, would you like to keep it? Went, oh, yeah, that'd be a fun reminder of the day. You know, not because I need another camera, but it'd be a fun. And he, you know, uh, he wrote on the back of it in uh, marker pen, ruining it. Um, Too great. Thanks for a fun Arvo. <laughs> Matt loves cameras because always oh. be plugging." Um, Anyway, apparently, um, oh god, um, the old camera guy on YouTube, who's oh, I've heard him on negative positives many times, and his name has completely escaped me now. But anyway, look for the old camera guy on YouTube because he's uh, very entertaining, at least on podcasts. I don't do YouTube much. Um, apparently, he has reviewed this camera recently and spoke very highly of it. I think Matt's now quite upset that he left it here. <laughs> <laughs> Tough. Noogies. Oh dear. Um, well, he does. He does have the lovely instant camera that he uses a lot to uh, to create some fabulous prints with, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He has one in the RF seventy. So yeah, he's yeah. all right. He doesn't need another camera. But yeah, do check out Matt loves cameras. I was listening to it. Funnily enough, just today, um, Matt was talking about all his adventures. I love listening to Matt. Sometimes it is a bit like listening to Grandpa Simpson telling a story. He just goes off on such a. There was this one time. At one point today, I think he was actually talking about. The, the first ever international cricket match between America and Canada. How you end up at that point, <laughs> I don't well, know. Well, as he said at the beginning, cricket and cream teas, right? Yes, I know, go. but not cricket <laughs> in the 1800s between America and Canada. So, yeah, you know, not that he's always like Grandpa it's Simpson. It's a niche market. But he's sometimes like, like Grandpa that. Simpson. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Well, so you, yes. So if you haven't checked that out yet, you know, maybe this next episode with me on it will be a way in or a way out. Um, but it will at the very least apparently give you another way to enter for this competition to win some free film. Um, that's quite a good pile of film as well. So, you know, Acros, Preciser, um, you know, there's some yeah. nice stuff in there. So check out Matt Loves Cameras. Matt's a very Sounds nice cool. chap. Um, awesome. And actually, talking of competitions, do you want to give us a quick update Yes, on which one? I mean, there's so many things going on, right? Should we talk right? about the... the um, yeah, I was going to ask about the prints. So the print competition is still ongoing, yes. Uh, as I think we mentioned before, had some fantastic, fantastic prints sent in already. Thank you so much to everybody who has already sent one in. Um, it is still ongoing. I will put the address in the show notes at the end. So if you want to take part in this competition to win a box of the new Ilford Deluxe multi-grade film, it's 8x10, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, it's 8x10. Yes, that's 10. right. Generation eight, 5, eight. yeah. Yeah, eight by ten pearl multi-grade deluxe. I think it's a box of fifty. It's definitely yes, a box of 50. it is. It's yeah. a good beefy box. A good beefy box of fifty. If you would <laughs> like to be in with a chance, yeah, just send us a print. Doesn't have to be a big print. Doesn't have to be an amazing print. It can be a small. It can be. It can be one of your. Like, oh well, this one didn't quite work. But you know, uh, we just want to make sure it goes to somebody who's going to use it. It. It could be um, a uh, paper negative if that's how yeah. you use photographic or a paper. contact print. That's fine. Or, or a contact yeah. print or anything. It, it's. We're not judging these on quality. It's just that that's your entry form, and then we will put the names in a hat. And we will pick a winner from that. Um, but yeah, I have to say the, the stuff that's been sent in has been fantastic. Uh, so thank you so yeah. much, everybody who has taken the time to do so. Um, do we have work. a um, an end date for that as well? So. Um, not a firm end date, but I think we're looking at end of November. Looking at end of November, okay. and um, then we'll do the announcement. Probably, I, I I would like to do say we're going to do the announcement maybe when we all get together. So you can at least, although we're not judging it on the quality of the prints, I would like you guys to at least be able to look at the prints so we can have a chat about them. That would be um, great. There's so much I mean, lovely stuff coming. So that will probably be sort of mid-December when we actually get around yes. to that. Um, also going on at the moment um, is the Cheap Shot Challenge, um, which is, right. you know... Brought uh, that back out again, haven't we? Yeah. Ready for uh, the festive season. 
indeed um with the subject matter of the festive season so um Fortunately, haven't and I realize fortunately it's probably a wrong way of saying it, but fortunately, nonetheless, we haven't had any pictures yet, which means that nobody's being overwhelmed with festivity too early. Although I did see my first Christmas card, not for myself, but somebody had received a Christmas card last week. That's mid-November. That is wow. too early. Um, but uh, I, I will be taking Chris Mina's advice and sorting out a Google form for that. So uh, further news as events warrant for that. But that will be happening. Um, and whilst we're talking about uh, competition things, I think it would be remiss, Rach, for us not to acknowledge and say a very big thank you to um, Dan. Uh, I don't know Absolutely. what Dan says. Um, who is at ZDP189 on uh, Twitter. Um Last week was it? Just last week, or maybe slightly over a week ago? Um, Dan decided. Uh, Dan suffers from a terrible case of uh, altruism, um, and this is not the first time I've <laughs> seen it. But he he decided that he wanted to do something nice for Christmas. He wanted to brighten. He's done a lot of um, kind of creating of different models of things and and sort of like putting them out as open source so that people can like print their own bits of cameras and all these kinds of weird and wonderful ideas to make live uh, our lives as analog photographers easier. Yes, and and also he's very he does quite a lot of stuff working towards making um, photography accessible to people who might have Mm -hmm. disabilities that make using certain gear more difficult. So he he, yeah he's very mindful of all sorts of stuff like that. Anyway, he um he decided that he wanted to sort of kind of hold a a competition. uh, That seems like the wrong word, but anyway, to try try and brighten up some people in the community's Christmas for them was just a nice thing to do. And so he the way he decided to do it was just said look nominate people who you think should have a bit of christmas good cheer um and uh long and short of it amongst some other people um rachel and i were very lucky enough to be nominated by um some wonderful people out there um people who listen to this Uh, and um in the first instance it was uh really really nice just for people to nominate us thank you so much it was nice to hear that the stuff that we do uh, is meaningful to you um absolutely and, oh, and then yeah when yeah absolutely to, to, as a as a starting point it's just it was just lovely to um sort of like see those notifications and people saying some some nice things you know about about um what they'd um found um you know in whatever way we'd you know been able to help in some small way or you know um with their photography practice this year or just sort of uh be there like little earworm you know <laughs> as the podcast kind of like um going in the background and, and what have you so it was just lovely right genuinely lovely to hear about that uh, from people um and um and yeah it was well, you know, Graham, because I rang you up in tears. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so I uh, the news got. I, I'm not great at following things. The news got passed on to me by him. So, have you seen this tweet? And um, essentially, uh, I was lucky enough to be one of the people who were um, given a little Christmas something, something, which was very nice. Uh, and Rachel, along with um, Hamish Gill, were the two, I guess, grand winners. And um, so I sent <laughs> Rachel because Rachel hadn't even realised that there was a prize involved in any of this. So I sent Rachel the tweet and the response was, um, OMG, what? Wait, <laughs> there's actually money involved with this? And then she <laughs> rang me up straight away and, and was in floods of tears. Absolute <laughs> floods of tears. I believe the phrase is completely overwhelmed. So for, for, I just want to say, for, for people who nominated me, thank you so much, but especially for everybody who nominated and put Rachel forward to this. Thank you so much. Um, from Obviously from Rachel, but from me as well. Uh, it it really yeah. means so much. And it was so nice to see my very good friend. Um, so, so... Uh, Just laughing pissed. at me, crying down the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty was, much. But yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's... And to be honest, that entire thread... Uh, it's worth. I mean, it's worth following down anyway because he's a very thoughtful gentleman, um, and a lot of the stuff he does is worth seeing. And he's also just a very kind gentleman. Um, but it's worth finding that thread because if you just want to read a thread where it's just people being nice about other people, 
for no reason other than they want those people to do, to, you know, they want nice things for that people. We need more of that in the world. That that thread and the other thread that I've really enjoyed this week was in response to a question that um, Ed Worthington, the six million P man, put up on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Um, just asking about other creative outlets that photographers um, within our little community have and all, seeing all the things that people do, um, writing, drawing, uh, making dinosaur hoodies in Charlie's case, oh, which is fabulous. Oh, so good, yeah. Um, so many different things. But again, I just... Uh, I, I love being part of this community, this community of people for whom being creative isn't a choice. It's an urge that they just, they cannot not be creative. And it's just, and we well, get how is it going to without it, out? right, as well? Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, yeah. We were talking before we started recording about Twitter and what what a absolute trash fire Twitter can be at times, uh, except within our little bubble of a community. God, it's such a nice place. And as somebody who never goes yeah. beyond that, I am really enjoying just swimming in the lovely warm waters of the Believe in Film community. It's um, it's pretty special, pretty yeah. special. Absolutely, thank you so much. Um, yeah, for obviously everybody who who nominated, obviously both of us, and put our names forward for that, and and clearly to Dan and uh, you know for his uh, generosity in in doing this amazing thing. Was, yeah, ah, oh, I don't want to cry again so. <laughs> <laughs> i'll just be quiet there <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely um i am i did send a message because dan's involved with a group called uh the film fc i think it is um and and they do um they do funding for photography related stuff and I'm, I'm kind of hoping that we might get him or somebody else i think it's something he does with m and the gentleman called vishnu who i'm not familiar with so i'm hoping maybe we can get these guys on to talk about what it is that's going on with that because I think it might be useful information for people but anyway for the future um but I think that's it for this week Rachel I think it would seem so absolutely um so uh, yeah thanks so much as always it's been lovely to uh, have a catch up with you Graham and um to read through some of our lovely listeners emails and we're really glad to hear that um yeah you've had lots of things to to write to us about so uh to keep them coming in you can write to us at sunny 16 uh, podcast at gmail.com and you can find our website which is all right all right sunny 16 podcast bless you Rach. bless you you're you're you you think you're getting away with not doing coffee this week (laughs) Is that what you think is about well, to happen? I did think that because there's nothing written in the sheets. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, uh, that, that's on me. And I did, I didn't want to mention it because I was like, well, maybe there's just nothing there this week. So yeah, I, I, well, I presume there's nothing there. This it's week. a little. The, the, the elves were a bit last minute, so um, they didn't uh, put anything. So, um, so hang, hang on a second. Um, well, I'll, well, I'll, that, I'll just. That's ha- not my fault then. What I was, I'll do I was is, very smoothly wrapping up the show. I know, and I know. You've just messed everything up. It's not your fault, and it's not my fault either. It's the elves' fault. So what I'm going to do is okay. I'm going to whisper the names to you, and no one will hear, and then you can say them. Um, and this is going to tie in uh, with um, this week's show, hopefully, all being well. We're going to do a bit of a, you know, we've got the Emulsive Secret Santa going on, and we're only a month and a half away. What do you get? For the photographers in your life, you analog photographers, and um, hopefully we're going to be joined by one of my favourite people who we haven't had on for too long. The delight that is Mike Padua um, from Shoot Film Co. So, uh, fingers crossed, Mike will be joining us to talk all things Christmas gift rate and what what ideal presents there are out this year. Um, I'm just really excited to talk to Mike again because I love Absolutely. that guy. Um, so with that in mind... Um, We've got a few ideas here for a few of our um, coffee donors for what they might like for Christmas. Okay. Okay, so I'll, I'll whisper. First one is Chris Mina. Um, Chris Mina. Uh, Chris would like a parrot. Uh, he would call it Nigel, and he would teach it to recite the reciprocity failure numbers of his favourite films. <laughs> uh, Fraser Yule. <laughs> Fraser Yule. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Fraser would like five gallons of baby oil and a large plastic sheet for an upcoming art project he's planning called Slippery Times with Fraser. <laughs> oh, okay, <clears throat> lovely. Slavic Carvas. Slavic Carvas. Uh, Slavic would like multiple dream catchers, not to catch his own dreams, but those of the people in his neighbourhood, which he then plans to sell on the dream black market and make a fortune. 
Ed Worthington. Six million P-Man. The six million P-Man, yeah, exactly. Uh, Ed wants a set of false teeth so that he can pre-chew his Christmas dinner before it goes in his mouth to aid with digestion because we all know how full we get over Christmas. So he wants a <laughs> set of false teeth. To... Anyway, you get it. Um, <laughs> uh, Andrew Bartram. Andrew Bartram. Andrew would like a pair of gold wellies for keeping him both visible and fabulous whilst out photographing on the fens. I think he'd look great in the pair of gold wellies. Um, Christoph. <laughs> Christoph. <laughs> Christoph. Uh, is this the dumbest one we've done? I think it is. It's show 51. This is a brave new world. It's only downhill from so here. So sorry, listeners. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Christoph would like a year's supply of candied peanuts as he just can't get mm. enough of their crunchy goodness. Just quick side note here, by the thing that may have inspired that last one. Um, is it a sign? Well, yes, but uh, is it a sign of, I don't know whether it's old age or just maturity? So I <laughs> This is, this is a real Matt Loves Camera side model here. So I was in Sainsbury's yesterday doing some important shopping and I ended up at the ice cream aisle. I don't know how that happened. Um, <laughs> I really love ice cream. There's a whole aisle for ice cream in oh, Sainsbury's? Yes, absolutely. And if uh, <laughs> the fact that you don't know that makes me just sad for you because, uh, God damn, I love ice cream. Ice cream's the best. And there were two choices, both reduced, so a bargain, well, I say a bargain, only £3 each, which is still quite expensive, but a a relative bargain. So there was Ben & Jerry's peanut butter cups ice cream. Oh, yes. Or Haagen-Dazs peanut ice cream. Ah. Now, that's a real uh, tough choice there. And I ended up going with the Haagen-Dazs. Oh, did you? Uh. And... And it was really good. Mm. And Sinead said, oh, you should have got the Ben and Jerry's peanut butter cups when it's got chocolate and peanut butter. But like, mm. no, but this had like actual peanut butter through it and candied peanuts. And it was delicious. And my point is, I think I'm at the age of maturity where I think, with the understanding that all ice cream is the best thing in the world, I think Haagen-Dazs might be better than Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> Controversial, but I'm putting yes. it out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> ben and Jerry's for me. Anyway, this is well, very random when we're finishing <laughs> off the show. Yeah. And it's uh, been a long day. Yeah, I've got, I've got one more. <laughs> Just got one more for this. <laughs> Christian Strauch. We will finish up with the lovely Christian Strauch. Uh, Christian Strauch would like a lot of balls of wool for Christmas because he's going to be knitting sweaters for the otters at the local otter sanctuary. It's very kind, isn't it? So um, That is a nice way to finish up. Yeah, yes. exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much to all of our wonderful coffee donors. You guys are fabulous. Um, even without gold wellies, you guys are fabulous. <laughs> and um, the fact that you do what you do, despite the fact that we do this in return, <laughs> is beyond amazing. You um, listen, right? in a court of law, <laughs> do you think that you're going to get away with it? You're very much complicit. <laughs> You are aiding and abetting. Great. <laughs> I think it's called coercion. <laughs> whatever, whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll leave the fine, fine uh, print of the legalities to another time. <laughs> Indeed. But yes, the sentiment is the same. We do very, very much appreciate it, and it helps us to do what we do. Yeah, it certainly does. Um, well, Rich, I'll let you get back to wrapping up the show now. Oh, great. Yes. Uh, as you interrupted me last time, you can email us at sunny16podcast at gmail.com and the website where you can see, I think now you can see all the images from the assignment challenge and various other cheap shots challenges and all sorts of lovely stuff and our and our faces. <laughs> uh, you can find those all on our website, which is sunny16podcast.com. Awesome stuff. Well then, listeners, until next week, next week, next week, until, until, <laughs> well, until Thursday when, fingers crossed, the wonderful Mike Padua, <laughs> no, yes. no refunds if not the wonderful Mike Padua, but fingers crossed, the wonderful Mike Padua, um, yeah. until and playing then. us out. <laughs> oh yeah, playing us out. Oh God damn it. This is just on fire <laughs> now. Playing us out. <laughs> you, and you're doing this to me now because I've done it to you so many times. Uh, it's the yep. wonderful Van Schnauzer, um, as, you know, sent to us by Duncan from Silverpan Labs. If you need 
made film developed Duncan at Silverpan Labs is fantastic use Duncan um, and this track is remortgaging the nest of hairs and it's great and check out their stuff on Spotify because it's really good I enjoy listening to it a lot wonderfully weird yes so until until Thursday have a, have lovely, a lovely week, week. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> nailed it mm.